Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. The vast majority of people under the old covenant in Israel died in unbelief. Think about that. The vast majority of Israel, according to the flesh, under the Mosaic covenant, are currently in hell. They witnessed the parting of the Red Sea and manna daily falling in the wilderness, falling from the sky. They they, they witnessed the ten plagues in Egypt. They saw water miraculously come out of the rock and they drank from that water and the rock was Christ. All that is true. And we're going to get to a lot of those passages in Hebrews chapter 10 in the following weeks. All those things are true. And yet despite these miraculous and true things that occurred with Israel under the old covenant, as they witnessed the supernatural miracle working of God and his covenant keeping, his steadfastness, his faithfulness on their end, as it pertained to them, they broke the covenant. And they broke it again and broke it some more and kept on breaking it and broke 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 it to eventually the Old Testament goes on and the minor prophets say that God divorced Israel which is one of the chief doctrinal ideas for why I am not a dispensationalist, meaning why I believe the church is Israel. Why is the church Israel? Because Israel was divorced. This idea of two separate tracks that God is doing one thing over here with the church, but he's still doing something over here with Israel. No, Israel was divorced. Why was Israel divorced? Because God is just. That's why. And you don't get to reject God for 1,500 years and not have any consequences. Now, by God's grace, I believe that ethnic Israel, according to the flesh, will be saved. I think that Romans 11 speaks of that. And there's a debate theologically to be had, but I think that God still has a plan for Israel, but not in the way that the dispensationalist thinks. Not that they still have land to inherit Not that they still have temporal, earthly promises, physical, tangible promise. No, there's just one Israel, and it's the church. It's true Israel, Israel according to the promise, spiritual Israel. And this Israel, if you have faith in Christ, is you. And the beauty of this new Israel, the beauty of this new Israel that are the recipients of the new covenant is that old Israel under the old covenant went to hell. When you wonder, what, what's better about the, the new covenant and the old covenant? Well, the old covenant, you know, promised these things. And, and we get real technical about it, right? And we, and, and, we, and we get into the covenantal language and all that is good. But, but in a very simple, simple definition, what's better about the new covenant? Uh, it saves everyone under it. That's what makes it better. The old covenant, the old covenant was not successful in securing the final and ultimate salvation of the, not not just a few, but the vast majority of its members. Think about that. We're not just talking about a few exceptions. The majority of the members, the recipients of the old covenant are currently 
in hell. They did not make the cut. They grumbled and complained against the Lord, which was rooted ultimately in their sin of unbelief, and they died out in unbelief and did not inherit the promise. And this is plainly taught in the scripture. On that, there is no debate. Baptist, Presbyterian, doesn't matter. They they would agree that, yeah, under the old covenant, Israel according to the flesh, a lot of them didn't do so hot. But to then say that that what makes the new covenant so much better than the old covenant is is that it just includes more people. The old covenant was for you and your children, but the new covenant for you, your children, and Gentiles, all those who were far off. So now we have a broader pool of Israel according to the flesh and their children, but also all these other Gentile nations. So So now, under the new covenant, with this presupposition... I'm being, playing the devil's advocate for a moment. Now we can see, you know, 10% of all nations go to heaven and 90% go to hell. Right? The majority of Israel, according to the flesh, old covenant goes to hell. Now the majority of the whole world can go to hell. But, but a few in ethnic Israel and also Brazil and China and the U.S. I, I mean, technically you're right. That, that would be better. It is wider. It encompasses more people. It's still not very potent. It's not effectual. It's it's not successful. It doesn't have this 100% retention. But, but, you know, I guess if we just widen the pool, right, it's kind of like a shotgun, right? If we just get enough little BBs, we might, if if the spray is wide enough, we might hit a couple targets. And the new covenant is better because it makes a globally wide spray for you, your children, and all those who are far off. And with this wide of a spray... Um, we'll be able to, to get 10% still. It's still not accurate. We'll only be able to get 10%, but 10% of a larger populace, which does, in real terms, mean more people go to heaven. Now, hell, God may have to do some expansion plans and stuff like that because hell's going to be really, really packed under this theological framework. There's going to be 10 times the amount of people in hell than there are in heaven, but it is still technically better because some Gentiles get it. I... I I don't think that's what the Bible teaches. Which is why, for better or worse, I'm still a Baptist. Like Martin Luther. And here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. I, because of the new covenant. I, I don't know what to do. When I look at the scripture and I see the promise and the beauty of the new covenant, to me it seems like what jumps off the page as the best part of the new covenant is that no one falls through the cracks that it doesn't miss a single person, that everyone in the new covenant, Jesus, he doesn't just die to purchase it, but he lives to deliver it. And if they're not at home, then he finds their new address. And he, it's, it's just like, it's like, the, like, a, like a hero UPS driver who just tracks someone down all the way there in prison in Siberia or whatever, and he, he gets on a plane, and he, I, you are gonna get this covenant. You're gonna get all of his blessings, all of his promises, even if I have to kill myself. I... That's, that's the beauty. I think that's what jumps off the page. I think that's what the Bible teaches, that the new covenant is so wonderful because Jesus doesn't just die to purchase it, but he raises again and ascends to the right hand of the Father and lives forevermore to execute it. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly 
the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.